Today, we are talking about why it's usually a good idea to avoid rent to own. Let's get into it. So we've had some people lately talk to us about wanting to look for a rent to own property. And as soon as they say that, I get a little nervous for them. So can you explain to us why that may not be a great idea for some people? Well, Jill, I'd be glad to do that. Um, Rent-to-own actually started coming about in the late 70s when interest rates were around 18%. And so it was a good idea at that time, a good concept. Um, People could get into the properties. They could take care of it. If I was the investor, I felt comfortable because they were going to be the person buying the house. So they were going to take good care of it so that when interest rates came back down, that they could get a loan and Normally what we did and what was done is at the time they were ready to exercise the option to purchase because that's really what a rent to own. It's an option to purchase a property in the future. Mm-hmm. You'd have a third party independent appraiser come in and appraise the property and that was the sales price of the property. Now, it has morphed into a greed factor now. Okay, Um Now what we're seeing is we're seeing investors out there, they get some money and they think they can pull the wool over somebody's eyes and they get them into a rent to own and they say, okay, here's your security deposit and then you have to put a couple more thousand dollars up as part of your down payment and then you'll rent the house and then at some point in the the future, we will sell the house to you at a specific dollar value. Mm -hmm. That's where you've got to be careful is that if they've, if they've picked a specific dollar value in the future, how do you as the renter slash future owner or future buyer gonna know if that dollar value is correct? So it sounds like making sure that you have an option in there that you get you get the appraiser in so you are paying fair market value when you rent or when you go to purchase, like you said. Correct. So you could hire an appraiser Mm -hmm. as a renter. You could uh, uh, hire an appraiser to come in and have them give you an appraisal of the property. Then you could ask the appraiser, what are the projected increases of value over the next one, two, three, five years, whatever the length of your option to purchase contract is? Mm -hmm. Okay. Another term is the right of first refusal. You as a tenant would have the right of first refusal to buy the property from the seller or the landlord Mm -hmm. if they chose to sell it. But most of the time, what we're finding in these quote, quote, rent to owns is somebody went in there, they got it at a good price, they put some paint and some lipstick on that pig, and then they got somebody in there with the illusion that they're gonna become a homeowner, Mm -hmm. okay? All the bells and whistles should be going off in your head when it comes to rent to own right now, okay? So talk to me a little bit too about the interest rate. So their interest rate is very interesting because it isn't an interest rate. Right, right. So It's a rent dollar. So essentially the interest rate while you're renting to own is 100% until you exercise that right to purchase. Yes. So you have really no interest. You're just paying Mm -hmm. the rent. And at some point in time in the future, you then will go to a lender, get lending and buy it from the seller. Now, if you're going to do this, if this is the way you think you want to go, you should sit down and talk with a real estate agent. Now, the real estate agent is going to charge you to give you advice because nobody's going to pay them a fee for doing this. Mm-hmm. 
But they'll sit down and say, okay, based upon this house, this many square feet, this many bedrooms, this many bathrooms, this many amenities, this house currently should sell for about this dollar value. And currently the interest rates are this. Mm -hmm. And if you were a normal buyer with 5% down or 3.5% down, your mortgage payment with taxes and insurance should be this. Your rent then should be no more than this amount of money. If it is, then you should not get into a rent-to-own agreement. You should just get into a lease and save your money, get your credit built up, and then go out and buy a house. Now, we both know there are programs where you don't necessarily need to have down payment money. We can get some down payment assistance. So rent-to-owns usually are a little on the shady side. Right. And no, and that's that's part of the reason that as soon as somebody talks about rent to own, the first thing I want to do is, you know, let's get you talking to a lender to see if we can't get something in place or a plan in place that's a little more secure and protects the buyer a little bit more. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. Yeah. And most of the time, the people that are doing rent on it's one of three things. Number one, they got bad credit. Mm -hmm. So they're going to need, what, what's going to change their credit rating? They're going to have to make payments on time. They're going to have to reduce debt. And again, a lender can tell them steps to take to do that. They're going to have to take action. Mm -hmm. Absolutely correct. Number two, it's I don't have enough money for the down payment, right? So what are they going to have to do? They're going to have to save or take advantage of some of these down payment assistance programs, which Correct. again, lender can introduce them to and figure out which ones are the best fit. And number three is, you might not come to the top of your mind, but it's the length of job. Mm -hmm. Somebody may have moved into the area and they've changed the job and they need a little bit more time in their job. So I'll rent to own this now. I get in my house. I move once. This is my house. I'm going to buy it. I'll get my two years at my job and I'll get conventional lending. Those are usually the three things. It's credit right. score, money, or it's a new job. Okay. You might be an independent contractor. Okay. You have your own business. You need to have all the paperwork involved mm -hmm. to get lending and maybe you don't have that. Right. So you want to season your credit history, your income producing history. So you think maybe a rent to own would work. Speak with a real estate agent. They're the ones that are going to be able to give you, is this a fair market value to pay for the house? Are you paying an exaggerated amount of rent? Now, what you could create is with the option to purchase right of first refusal, let's say the mortgage would be on a house like that. I'm going to make these numbers up $1,000 a month, mm -hmm. but the landlord is making you pay $1,300 a month. You want to negotiate with the landlord for every month I make a payment $300 gets put into an escrow account. So that's part of my down payment money or my closing costs. Okay. See, a real estate agent would be able to help you do that, help you take and create a escrow account or a small building block so you have some money when it's time to exercise the option to purchase. All right. So it sounds like getting in touch with a real estate agent who is familiar with yes, absolutely. the rent to own is, is going to be key if it's something you really want to look into. Correct. Now, most agents won't draft that because their designated brokers don't want to get involved in stuff like that, but they can guide you right. and they can say, okay, here's a fact. Here's a fact. Here's a fact. Now, based upon these three facts, this should be the course of action. This should be the action um, mm -hmm. timeframe and this should be the amount of money. 
Right. And I mean, a rent to own is something that's not incredibly common. So for somebody who's maybe looking to do it for the first time, some of those red flags that would jump out to say you, for instance, may not jump out to them. So again, very helpful to get an experienced agent to help them go through that, figure out, you know, a way to negotiate the, the plan so that it benefits them. Yeah, and you you want it to be kind of a win-win because mm-hmm. the investor who's putting up their hard-earned money in a property, they, they need to make a profit. There's right. no doubt about it. You as a tenant don't, don't want to be gouged mm-hmm. by the investor. So if you can find a good real estate agent that's w- willing to work with you and help you, um, and again, they're not going to charge you a fee for this. They're just going to do it out of the goodness of their heart. Right. Well, and if you're here in Tucson, by all means, you know, reach out to Tom, myself, anybody on the TJK team, we can help you with that. And if you are outside of the Tucson area, we have plenty of wonderful agents that we work with that we can point you in the right direction. You bet. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, Tom. Appreciate all the information. You're welcome, Joe. Thanks. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.